On Monday this week, a court in Argentina was asked to sentence the current vice president to 12 years jail for corruption and for her to be banned from holding public office. Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner is also a former president and a former first lady. She also has immunity from prosecution at the moment because she's an elected senator. Kirchner is a renowned populist from the Peronist movement named after former ruler Juan Perón. The current president, Alberto Fernandez, no relation, is standing by Christina Kirchner, describing this as a case of judicial and media persecution. Benjamin Gadan is director of the Argentina Project at the Wilson Center in Washington, DC. He was an advisor on Latin America to the National Security Council during the Obama administration. And he joins us now from Buenos Aires to help us understand what's going on. Welcome, Benjamin. Many thanks. Benjamin, to put this current trial in context, could you give us a quick summary of Christina Kirchner's career and her role and stature in Argentine politics? Yeah, she's an immensely powerful figure in Argentina. She's arguably the most powerful politician in this country. She has been on the political scene since shortly after Argentina's major political and economic crisis in 2001 and 2002, so for about 20 years. Her husband served four years as president. She subsequently served eight years as president, so first lady for four, and then for eight of those 12 years that her family governed Argentina, she was at the top of the ticket. This is not the first time she's faced a trial. What are the charges that she's currently facing and how credible are they? Christina Kirchner has been dogged by corruption allegations, investigations, and criminal trials basically since the moment she left office. After the 12 years that, that she and her husband ruled Argentina, investigators have combed over their record and found really a impressive variety of alleged crimes. She has so far, however, avoided serious legal jeopardy, and it appears that her run of good luck has uh, ended. And I suppose the question which uh, arises from that, Benjamin, is has her capacity to avoid legal jeopardy so far had to do with the nature of the charges or the nature of her political power and influence? Argentina's judiciary is problematic. It suffers from a variety of ills. Some of it is simply inefficiency and a lack of professionalism. Some of it is corruption and some of it is politics. But for all those reasons, she has so far been able to avoid accountability for what appears to be a rather serious record of misconduct in office. Again, not having been convicted or, or sentenced in any cases, we have to give her the benefit of the doubt, though the evidence in this latest case is quite grave. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, Benjamin? Yeah, in this latest case, it involves corruption in, in the administration of public works in the south of Argentina, in her home province, where allegedly she was favoring a particular company for public works contracts, uh, again, allegedly to receive kickbacks for her and her family. The evidence presented at trial included voluminous uh, WhatsApp messages exchanged between her emissaries and folks related to this particular construction company. This evidence was presented over several days in a really explosive trial in Argentina. And this is a place where it's hard to elbow your way into the headlines if you're nothing related to the economic crisis that's unfolding. So that gives you a sense of just how interesting and monumental these charges have proven to be. 
On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Benjamin Gadan, director of the Argentina Project at the Wilson Centre, about the literal trials facing Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner at the moment, the current vice president of Argentina. Uh, Benjamin, the previous president who's from the other side of politics, Mauricio Macri, is also facing charges. Is the prosecution of current and former officials uh, common in Argentina? Unfortunately, in Latin America in general, it has become quite commonplace mm. for former senior public officials to be uh, haunted by corruption allegations and charges in the post-presidency. In fact, it is so common that in places like Peru, you're prohibited from traveling outside the country after your president for at least one year so that investigators can comb over your record and make sure that they don't face a difficulty of extraditing you. That said... The cases against Christina are, are much more serious. Uh, the evidence seems much more persuasive. The variety of charges is much greater than is common with other heads of state in the region. So I wouldn't consider her the norm, even in a region, again, that is struggling with corruption problems. As I mentioned earlier, she currently enjoys immunity. What is the basis of that immunity? And what does it mean for these current proceedings? And I suppose the prospect of her actually being imprisoned at the end of them. It's an interesting system. The immunities that uh, a lot of folks enjoy in Latin America, including elected heads of state, including those who serve in Congress, were designed to avoid political prosecutions, were designed to avoid the abuse of the criminal justice system against opposition politicians. Unfortunately, they've become this source of impunity for genuine criminals. And so what you have in Argentina is this interesting hybrid system where someone like Christina Kirchner, a former president, a current vice president, can stand trial, be accused, be charged, even be convicted and, and punished on paper, but will not have to serve out that sentence while enjoying the immunities from her office. She also has the ability to be pardoned by the president of Argentina, who is an ally of hers, of course, and was her running mate. So that is one avenue that would keep her out of prison. Another avenue for her would be this endless process of appeals. There's a sense that this could play out over you know, months, maybe even years, at which point she may be out of office and not have immunity or have found her way back into some kind of public role, which would guarantee her immunity in perpetuity. Yes, you can see how that very much increases the uh, the benefits of, of remaining in some form of office, uh, particularly as the proceedings continue. When's a judgment expected in this current prosecution, Benjamin? Several months from now, we think that we will have the sentence handed down by the judges. After that point, of course, there will be an appellate process. There's no sense that there'll be an attempt to put her in any kind of pretrial confinement. Um, and again, as we've discussed, she does enjoy a variety of immunities at the moment. And so the prospect of Christina Kirchner serving time in prison still remains remote. That said, this is a dramatic moment, so much so that earlier this week, the vice president spent an hour and a half on television in Argentina defending herself and assailing the criminal justice system. She has also organized an extraordinary campaign to discredit her own criminal justice system in Argentina by the president himself and many of her parentist allies who have taken to social media and television and radio to claim that the courts are biased against her and her parentist movement, to claim that the judges are affiliated with her political rivals and to claim that she is innocent of the charges. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And I was, I was going to ask you about how is it possible for uh, Christina Kirchner to continue like doing the day-to-day -day job of being vice president amidst this political 
controversy. Uh, it seems like one way of answering that question is to make the, uh, the prosecution the mainstay of political debate in the country. For many years, she has defended herself, claiming she's a victim of lawfare. This is the idea of the criminal justice system being abused to attack one's political rivals. In this case, it's her party who's in government right now. So one would assume that if the criminal justice system is politicized, it would be politicized in her favor. Instead, some of the cases have continued. Others have slowed. Others have disappeared. But this one has obviously proceeded. Evidence has been presented. And the prosecutors have asked for a very serious penalty against her. Nevertheless, she has made the case and her allies have echoed her accusations that the criminal justice system is hopelessly corrupt and biased and that she is a martyr for her political movement. You mentioned earlier, Benjamin, that the the fundamental issue facing Argentina and its main political crisis back in the early 2000s was the state of the economy. And that has been an ongoing problem. To what extent are current economic conditions in Argentina playing into the politics of prosecutions, do you think? It's an interesting moment for the Kirchner family. Her son, Maximo, is a very powerful member of the lower house of Congress. She, of course, is not only vice president, but the most popular figure in the Peronist movement, which has long dominated Argentine politics. That said, despite her power to bring her supporters out into the street, despite her ability to dominate her own political movement, she's fairly unpopular right now as is the administration she serves, as is her broader political movement. And that's because the economy is in a shambles right now. Inflation this year could exceed 90%, maybe even triple digits. The economy is really struggling to recover from the pandemic period. And I think tolerance for those reasons of political corruption right now is lower than it might be in a more prosperous time. It certainly seems to be a challenging situation where on the one hand, you've described a judiciary which has been criticised for not being independent, being highly politicised, but at the same time, it appears that there are charges that have real substance to them being levelled against the vice president. Has there been any improvement in the sort of institutional framework that Argentina has for dealing with corruption? Unfortunately, Argentina for many years has suffered from an unreliable judiciary. Unreliable sometimes just given the slow pace and overwhelming number of cases, or unreliable because of allegations sometimes credible of corruption, or unreliable because of allegations sometimes credible of political interventions. For that reason, it becomes easier to defend oneself by attacking the judicial system rather than arguing the merits of the case. And that's clearly been the strategy of the Argentine vice president at this moment. She occasionally will engage with the facts of the allegations, but mostly she makes the case that this is lawfare. She's the victim of a corrupt and politicized judiciary. And for that reason, no one should be giving any merit or taking seriously the charges against her. Do most people who support Christina Kirchner simply accept that this prosecution is politically motivated and dismiss it? Is, is the whole situation just thoroughly partisan? Yes. Argentina these days is a starkly divided country, much like the United States. And the way many Argentines view this case against the vice president is seen very much through the prism of their political affiliation. 
One thing I'd say is, you know, in Argentina right now, you do feel a palpable sense of tension. Much of that tension, however, is related to the economy, this uncontrollable rate of inflation, a sense that the government doesn't have a meaningful plan to solve it, an economy that's stuck and can't grow. But there is still a belief that elections will come next year and that another government will likely be elected with its own economic vision. So even though the Casa Rosada, the, the presidential palace right now, is at loggerheads with the country's judicial system, there isn't a sense that the government is collapsing right now or that democracy is imperiled. I think that speaks to the strength of democratic institutions, despite all the struggles of this country. Benjamin Gadan, thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Benjamin Gadan is director of the Argentina Project at the Wilson Center in Washington, D.C., and was an advisor to the National Security Council on Latin America during the Obama administration. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.